Hey listeners, people talk about the power of visualization. Can you really attract things into your life? Or is this some sort of dreamy thing that people are wanting to have happen for them? Let's discuss. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Welcome to the Ask Dennis episode. You know, this is a uh, what happens once a week, and this is where I'm asked a question by our listeners, or I share my thoughts and experiences and insights from working with leaders around the globe. Now, the power of visualization, many people, all walks of life, doing all sorts of things in life and in business and sporting, whatever it is, they use the power of visualization. The question is, does it work? The other thing, too, is it more of a, is it a conspiracy thing, or a, is it real facts? Is it actually really helping people, and do they really get on with it, and does it actually work for them? For many, many years, probably thousands of years, people have used the visualization to help them succeed in whatever they're wanting to do. Several years ago, there was a movie that came out called The Secret, and it was about talking about the power of attraction, and talking about visualization and so forth, but it, war, but it really was coming down to the, li- the lines of, if you want something in life, you can actually attract that to you if you have the right thinking, the right actions, and so forth. We know that something in life we have in life, and, and I just want you to think about something around you right now. So if you're listening to this podcast at the moment on a, on a, on a phone or on a laptop or somewhere, let's think about the phone, right? That phone is something that's in front of you right now. Now, that phone probably started off as an idea or a concept in someone's mind. Then they actually turned it into what we call a physical form, and that's what's in front of you right now. An example of this is, you know, as we're talking about the phone, is that the idea became a reality. But you know what? The phone's been around for a while. In particular, the mobile phone has been a while, a little while now, right? But, you know, we've had phones for many, many years. But the idea of a smartphone came about when Steve Jobs started to think about and have visualization of having a smartphone and what we could actually have in our hands, the power to be able to get to data and information and find things out. But you know what? It all started as an idea or a concept in his mind. And then later on, it became a physical form and then the iPhone was actually born. Many companies have now gone off to have their own smartphones and tablets and so forth, and that's really amazing. But you know what? It's actually changed our lives big time. Now, sometimes people call it future pacing. So it's not just about visualization, but it could be known as future pacing. And so athletes, as, as, as an example, uh, use it a lot uh, in a sporting field. Uh, people who are playing chess or people who... Um, now, the Queen, Queen's Gambit, I think, is the name of the actual um, movie where the young lady's talking about, thinking about playing different chess moves and so forth. But an athlete who, who runs the 100 metres, let's think about the Olympic Games. You might see the athletes where they're wearing headsets or they're actually doing things as part of their warm-up and they're visualising. They've actually got their eyes shut. They're sitting still, maybe, and, and, and thinking about 
what's going to happen for them. This is whereby they actually start to future pace or they start to visualise the actual race. They're thinking in their mind about lining up for the start. Then they're going to crouch into those blocks and then they're going to hear this thing. And this is what they're thinking about. Ready? Or take your mark. Set? And then bang goes the gun. Then they're exploding of the blocks and they're thinking about that as well and visualising that. Then they're running down the track, staying in their lanes and going for it. They're halfway through the race. Then they think about starting to wind it up for the finish. And as they're going through the finish, they want to finish that, str- that, that race strong. Then they run right through the finish line, right through it. And they visualize them winning, them themselves winning that race. There's an example of people future pacing or the power of visualization. Imagine if you're going to travel. For a lot of you, it might have been a little while now, maybe two or three years since you last traveled. But let's say you're sitting at the gate waiting for the, the, the pilots, the air crew, to arrive on the flight, do what they need to do, and then passengers will get on the flight. But as they're walking through, the pilot and the co-pilot, you might hear them talking about the fact that they are not sure how they're going to get there today, but what they do know is, let's get everybody on board, let's take off, let's turn to the right and see how things go. I don't know about you, but I wouldn't be feeling too confident about those pilots because you see, most pilots will actually have that power of visualization or the power of future pacing because they understand what their flight path is. They understand which way they're going to go. But also, they need to probably adjust on the flight due to weather, conditions, patterns, and other things that may happen for them along the journey. Nowhere does the power of visualization concept talk about don't make a decision and do it until it's perfect. Now, I think a lot of that is just excuses for people who have a bit of a fear of getting things underway. The best thing here is to visualize and start doing things. I always find personally that if I visualize a scenario and start going for it, then it's amazing how the universe or things start to make things happen. In fact, sometimes it starts to fall into place. You may even think about a scenario that you've had and you've gone, huh, that actually happened quite easily. Well, is that because it's meant to happen? Is it part of the visualization? It's really interesting to think about. I think sometimes there are issues when people are looking at this, and it comes down to them limiting the size of their thinking. They may self-doubt, or they start to reason with themselves about the things that they're wanting to do. I'm going to say to you, uh, listeners, and encourage you to actually visualize and think bigger. Because just imagine what might actually happen for you. It could be actually really quite cool, right? And I remember many years ago, um, I worked with an organization, and we, we did a visualization exercise as part of the workshop to see where they saw their business go in the next two to five years. A bit of a blue sky thinking visualization, and uh, it was really quite interesting. When they were actually reviewing what they came up in these three different flip charts with the, with, with the things that they want to achieve, they were laughing so much because it was like it was almost ridiculous. Like, we, we probably won't even get there. What are we talking about? Because possibly it was too big. Well, 18 months later, I did another workshop with that same team. And we brought out the old flip charts that we did 18 months beforehand. And they sat there stunned. Why? Because they were ticking off everything they had achieved in the last 18 months. And they had ticked off three flip charts worth of items except for one thing. Now, it was a massive success for them. But the biggest insight that came up for them was this. They didn't realize how much their thinking was limited. And so it was really interesting how they did that. Here's another example of a scenario that happened to me just a couple of weeks ago. And I was traveling, I was going off to do an event, 
and I had two bags with me plus my suitcase because I had a lot of uh, materials and that for the actual event. And then I also had a, a, a box of books as well. The venue was only probably about 800 metres up the, up the road. In fact, it was actually up a bit of a, uh, bit of an incline, a bit of a hill. But you know what? There was a bad storm overnight that hit the city and it was still continuing in the morning. So if I was going to walk, I was going to struggle with all the items, but also I was probably going to get drenched. So the night before, I was thinking about it and I was thinking to myself, okay, I need to catch a cab up the road, even though it's just up the road, but I'm just going to have to look after the cab driver. But I just need to get up there because I'm not going to be able to handle all these items walking uphill while it's pouring down with rain. But I thought about, okay, I need to get a cab and get that organized in the morning. But wouldn't it be awesome if I actually had my normal cab guy who actually picks me up from the airport or takes me to the airport and things like that, whether he was in the area. But it was 10.30pm at night and I couldn't actually text him because it was too late to do that. So I just keep visualising, wouldn't it be great if he actually turns up and, and so forth. The next morning I got up, got ready and, and left the room and made my way downstairs to the reception area. And when I got out of the lift... I saw the concierge and he saw me with my bags and the, and the box and sort of struggling a little bit. And he said to me, can I help you? And I said, yeah, um, look, I'm only needing to go up the road about 800 metres, but I'm actually needing a cab because, you know, the weather's pretty bad. You see, I'm going to struggle with all these things. So uh, can we get one ordered? He said, absolutely. So as he went to order, I turned around and went to the reception desk just a few minutes away and actually checked out uh, of my hotel room. As I turned around, arriving into the hotel driveway, was my normal cab guy. Yep, he's from a different company than the one the other guy, the, the concierge was going to order. But he actually turned up and I was like, whoa, whoa, wait a sec. Huh. And I was blown away by the fact of the power of visualization. He was there almost the, to the time that I was thinking that I would need him. I know that I should have trusted my, my visualization. I should have trusted things. And I should have looked before, before actually asking the other guy, the concierge, to go ahead and order the taxi. Why? because the taxi he ordered was right behind my normal cab guy, and so I had to go with him. As you go into the second half of 2022, I'm going to bring it all together here uh, nicely, young listeners. Think about the power of visualization. I want you to visualize how the second half goes for you. I also want you to visualize how you want it to happen every single month as well. Write down your visualization thoughts. Turn it into goals and into an action plan as well. Caution, don't limit your thinking. Because you see, imagine what might happen. Imagine what might be achieved if you follow up the visualization with massive action. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world. 